This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. There is a queer angle to every issue, and we will find it. But don't expect us to be nice or politically correct. Nothing is sacred, and the team will be finding the queer and profane wherever we can on Joy 94.9. Is nothing sacred? Hello, you're listening to Is Nothing Sacred on Joy 94.9. Um, it's your James on tonight. Um, we don't, <laughs> and Rory, we don't have um, Jim or Steph, but the young'uns are taking over the show tonight. Oh, we are. <laughs> we are. Um, so we've got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight. All things environmental, um, positive things for um, our environment. And um, ethical living, I guess, Ethical too. living, indeed. Indeed, Rory. Did you want to give us a little overview of that? And then we, yeah. I think we're going to go to a song um, to start off with a light mood because it might get a little bit more serious <laughs> as it always does when it's nothing sacred yeah so we have three guests on tonight we have eric who volunteers with y gender and minus 18 talking us through his kind of sustainable living practices and also about binders and how to kind of source ethical binders we also have nat emile who um, volunteers with got on you um and she's all about all about ranking brands and how we can kind of shop ethically. And last of all, we have Dale, who is pushing um, a bill forward all about banning plastic and microbeads, plastic oh, I bags. I like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah. And I, I think I've seen some awful things that happen. They all end up in the ocean, um, mm. among other things. So um, a certainly a very important show we've got tonight. Um, so we look forward and wanting to have um, everyone um, SMS or phone in. So you can SMS on 0427 JOY949, which is 0427 Five six nine nine four nine, or you can um, call in Robert on the front desk on one three hundred Joy nine four nine, and he will um, work out how to transfer you through to us, so you can have a chat live on air. Thanks for both coming on, boys. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, very well, very well. Um, now we're very lucky to have Dale on the show, who we're going to be chatting to um, now, which is um, all about getting rid of that blasted plastic bags and more, um, mm. more than just plastic bags. Um, more of the really important things like that are called microbeads. Am I saying that right? Yeah, microbeads, yeah. Okay, so for those that don't know what they are, we'll, we'll run through that in a sec. Mm. But, yeah, can you describe what microbeads are? Because they apparently cause a lot of problems, even though they're tiny. Yeah, so so whenever um, you you know chuck something out, um, your litter goes down into you know the riverways, ends out in the ocean, um, a lot of the time uh, the plastics or it's plastic bags, bottles, whatever it is, um, usually ends up breaking down into mm. smaller pieces over the years. Um, small enough uh, into microplastics, um, but microbeads in itself is essentially little tiny bits of plastic um, that you use to exfoliate your skin, and they're in sort of soaps and um, sort of hygienic sort of products. So, like the scrub washes, like would, would that some some of them have like a microbead in there? The, the, you kind of feel they've got some kind of natural salts or something scratching your skin. Yeah, yeah. Most most of the time, you think that they're mm. natural salts, um, but they're actually little tiny bits of plastic. Oh, um, it's um, it's a lot easier to uh, keep the shelf life of the products if you chuck little bits of. Uh, uh, polymer in there so 
Okay. And and can you use other things? Yeah, definitely. Well, you, you've already hit the nail on the head. I mean, um, a lot of the companies uh, in places where microbeads are being banned are just replacing their products. Um, they're replacing it with salts um, or even like little bits of husks and, and all sorts mm. of organic uh, things that do tend to last quite a while um, because they essentially, you know, because they're in a micro format, they have the same sort of effect. But at the same time, they're not going to, they're going to be able to, um, what, biodegrade as opposed to the plastics, which I presume. Yeah, don't. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so plastic, um, you know, can have a half life of up to a thousand years. Uh, so, you know, every little bit of plastic that's ended up in the ocean, um, unless somebody grabs it, it's probably still there. How many years? Uh, up to a thousand years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, in a blink of an eye, it's um, where. We're not going to make that <laughs> length of time. Yeah. It's scary to think about, actually, isn't it, when you, you don't realise quite how long something's going to last beyond your lifetime? Well, that's it. I mean, I was a bit shocked to know about microbeads myself because I'd actually used them in the past, and I'm going to be the guilty one and admit that. Um, <laughs> and I guess, like, why microbeads and, like, plastic bags? And, like, I think the other thing was some packaging for fruit and vegetables. So why is that including the bill and maybe not some other forms? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what's happened is um, the Greens have announced um, intention to introduce a bill, mm. um, and that is to ban plastic bags, uh, microbeads, um, and the unnecessary plastic packaging that goes on in the supermarkets. I know mm. one of the ones that a lot of people, when I talk to them, they get so frustrated by plastic wrapping over organic products, oh, um, like and they use it to differentiate the organic products from the, you know, oh. the the other ones, and um, you know. These things are sort of almost common sense um, things that, you know, these bans have been happening everywhere around the world um, and in a couple of states in Australia. So for plastic bags, um, you know, plastic bags were banned at the checkout in South Australia back in 2009, Mm. Um, ACT, Northern Territory, 2011 and Tasmania, 2013. So um, it's not like this isn't happening uh, elsewhere in Australia. Um, Mm. It's happening uh, and we need it to happen in Victoria. But no, Dale, like, what do people do without a plastic bag if they get there? What, how do they, well, how it, have these South Australians been able to get home with their food? Well, it is an, it is an initial <laughs> hit to your convenience. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, for the first couple of weeks, uh, the ones who aren't even paying attention, kind of get a little bit fed up, uh, you know, rock up to the supermarket saying, what's going on? Um, but, you know, after the initial, you know, month or two, people get used to it mm-hmm. um, and they just bring their own bags. Um, it's pretty simple. If you don't want to be buying thick reusable bags each time you go to the supermarket mm. you just bring your own um and it's it's worked for half of australia so mm. um it's tested and it can work here well, i must say i have to have to shout out to my mum she's very good at this she's got all of in her boot she has all of the um what are they called like the freezer those blue kind the of blue bags yeah the blue bags <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of can also and they also hold the the colds so if you've got milk it's not gonna it's, yeah. you get home it's not gone to curdle whatever it is <laughs> yeah definitely so you have double usage there <laughs> um so we, you mentioned before a little bit about a bill so is this state parliament is it yes yeah, so this is state parliament yeah. yeah so so the legislation to ban um say plastic bags so I, I know a lot about plastic bags because um i'm coordinating the group uh plastic bag free victoria mm-hmm. um so it's an mm-hmm. initiative uh that we've been running for about a year now um and we're using that to essentially uh try and get uh, non-partisan support across all uh political spectrums um, it just so happens that the, the Greens have decided to introduce a bill mm. first. Um, so, of course, we're really supportive um, of this. Um, but, yeah, 
essentially it's 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 aiming for um just getting plastic bags banned at the checkout so if laws have been passed in south australia in which territory was it sorry at both both territories and tasmania and tasmania what did you think happen has happened there and are all those laws as as perfect as you would like or would there be maybe some altercation you know alterations to those laws that you'd like yeah definitely so i mean these laws are essentially targeting you know those gray plastic bags that you see at woolies and coles Mm -hmm. um they also sort of uh impact some of the takeaway shops so if you don't get some takeaway Chinese or something, um, you get your stuff in a plastic bag. So they're, they're the, the type of plastic bags. Essentially what's happened in those states is um, you'll see what we're sort of terming the Aldi model has come in, um, where you can still purchase the thicker plastic bags, um, but you, you have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Victoria each year um, we see... A, close to a billion plastic bags handed out for free what? every year. And so we're, with the levies or with bans that have come in place, a ban hits about 90 to 95% of, mm. of the uh, total bags, whereas a levy hits about 80%. So, mm. so if we could reduce 90% in Victoria, that's 900 million plastic bags wow. that stop wow. going out each year. And so I noticed like a few of the major supermarkets have introduced like biodegradable bags. So would that be a ban on them as well? Uh, yes. So, so with the biodegradable bags, um, it can be a little bit confusing sometimes. Mm. They actually only decompose under commercial composting conditions. So it has to be above 50 degrees um, and it has to be in a commercial composting setting. So that's the Australian standard. Wow. So um, if you just littered uh, the plastic bag, it would stay as a plastic bag or it would break down quicker into, into microplastics like we were talking about earlier. So the actual biodegradable bags um, are probably worse because they break down quicker um, and unless they're in those conditions and I I know that the world is heating up uh, but 50 degrees (laughs) is still quite a while while away hopefully and they're still made of plastic still made of plastics yeah yeah so do oh goodness that's a that's a real shame because you know I I suppose that I'm I wouldn't be the first to admit that um that I've probably assumed that those wide the white ones that have their green paintings on them that they would be somehow better so what is are there any um settings where they are composted properly like is that what's done by council yeah so so if you if you ask the plastics industry Mm. um they'll tell you that plastic bags are returned back to the supermarkets and they're either recycled um or they're you know composted properly um our numbers are that about three percent of all plastic bags um get Recycled, So you can actually um, take your plastic bags back to the supermarkets uh, and recycle them from the supermarket. It's just mm. nobody actually knows about it. And the no, supermarket doesn't know. really tell anyone because it, it does tend to cost them a lot of money to get them recycled. Oh. Um, but, yeah, really it's, it's, it's just about transitioning away from this single use of plastic bags and, and trying to get people to be conscious of, you know, using uh, their existing bags again and again. Wow. Absolutely. Well, um, look, there's certainly more to discuss still, um, but we do are just going to go to a few messages. Um, so stick around. Um, if you do um, have anything you'd like to, um, you know, uh, mention or um, a comment that you'd like to us to talk about or a question for Dale um, about, uh, you know, getting rid of plastic bags um, in Victoria, like they have in some other states, then you can SMS us on 0427 JOY949, which is 0427 569 949. Uh, you're listening to Is Nothing Sacred? 
You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Hello listeners, this is Meow Meow and you're tuned in to Joy 94.9 and listening via the Joy app. Oh my God, that's very modern. And you're on is Nothing Sacred and we're joined in the studio by James, me, Rory, and we have two guests in the studio, Eric and Dale. So... I'll introduce our second guest because Dale has like been amazing and has been talking us through the Greens bill to um, ban plastic bags, microbeads and prohibit supermarkets from selling fresh food and vegetables in unnecessary plastic foam and plastic and foam packaging. And Eric, Eric is a volunteer from Y Gender and Minus 18 and he's also really passionate about sustainable living. So I guess, guys, my first question to you, Eric, what does sustainable living mean to you? Well, it's such a, I don't know, it's a really broad thing, but I think um, to me it's about trying to ensure that the way I live my life have minimal impact on, have minimal impact on others, that is including the environment. Mm. And Dale, um, what does sustainable living mean to you? Well, I mean, it's, for me, it's um, it's about living, you know, within my means and making sure that there's enough of the, the resources that we're all using as a society, there's enough um, that I can get benefit, but also for the next generation. And I guess, like, what are some of the practices you use in your daily life? It can be either one of you. Well, I, I mean, for me, um, I, I know, obviously, I've... I've I sort of um, try and, and use the five R's as much as possible, Ooh, which is, uh, which, <laughs> now you're going to test me, I shouldn't have said this um, <laughs> on the spot. Um, reduce, reuse, repurpose, recycle, uh, and the first one is actually refuse. Oh, um, so, great. Yeah, so if you try and, try and live by those, uh, those principles. Okay, well, I just want to break that down for a second. So uh, refuse, so try, first off, just find an alternative yeah. altogether. Yep, yep. Um, and then what was the other one? Reduce. Reduce. Okay, so just, yeah, again, trying to eliminate the need for it in the first place. Yep. Um, be efficient. Yeah. Um, what was the third? <laughs> <laughs> so refuse, reduce, Reuse. Reuse, yep. Okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, repurpose. Repurpose. So make it into something different. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then recycle. I like how recycle is actually the last one <laughs> in there because recycle is that buzzword that everyone thinks is really, are really like the first go-to, you know. Oh, it's recyclable. So then that's fantastic. But it's one of those, it's actually one of the last resorts. So, yeah. It's a good way to think about it. Now, we have got some messages in. First of all, um, we've got uh, received a Joy um, membership that has just gone in from Robert from Seddon. So, thank you, Robert. Uh, it's people like you that keep us on air. So, uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, also, we got a message in for Dale. Uh, a slightly funny one there with a winky face at the end. It says, Dale, question mark, question mark. What am I supposed to use to pick up my dog poo? <laughs> well, um, Dale, you might have a question. You might well, have an no, no, no. Well, well um, I... I actually, you know, because I've been running uh, the campaign now for over a year, it's such a common question. Uh, people always say to me, they're like, you can't take them away because I'm not picking that up with my hands. And it, it always ends up being, um, you know, you get a lot of plastic bags and a lot of plastic products um, in your daily life anyway. So things like bread bags, things like pasta bags, um, you can use a newspaper and a pooper scooper. 
um, yeah. if you want. I mean, there is that's what my dad does. It is about is it about trying to find different ways. Um, what we have seen is you know some of the places um, like some of the councils and things like that in across the border. What they've done is they've uh, given out sort of beeswax um, wraps and uh, all sorts of things, R- bags that are truly biodegradable and not the polymer biodegradable ones uh, made out of cornstarch and things like that. Um, you can use them. Um, as well to, to pick up your doggy business. Jeez, I'm, I'm glad that there actually is something that's truly <laughs> biodegradable then. So they're, they're those ones that actually don't quite look as... They're certainly not white. They're those ones that are almost like a... Um, what sort of colour would they be? Like a... a oh, like a light brown colour? Yeah, is that yeah, kind of- yeah. And, and, and typically with those ones, they don't really sell them in supermarkets mm-hmm. um, because they are biodegradable. The, the shelf life of mm-hmm. them uh, isn't terribly long, mm-hmm. um, so they kind of don't tend to stock them. They just tend to stock what's termed 100% degradable. Um, and so they're the ones mm-hmm. that you've really got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I suppose from what we're carrying on from the, the five R's, it is about just... You know, just having a little bit more care and, you know, perhaps foresight and for, you know, thinking about something ahead. It's the same with, you know, at the supermarket. If you really have, you know, just been a tiny bit more organised and organised to have a um, reusable bags um, in the boot, you know, because you're, you're most likely going to need, you know, might need the car or the bicycle to, to pick up your, you know, heavy groceries anyway. So just have them in the place that you're already going to, you're not going to mm. have to forget them. Something yeah. like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, mm. and, you know, in, in doing the petition that we've been running for uh, close to eight months now, and you can download a copy of it on our website, um, the Victorian government actually doesn't allow online petitions, so we have to uh, have to do a physical petition, oh, wow. uh, which is a lot of work. Mm. Um, but uh, w- what a lot of people um, do is they tend to leave their bags in the boot of their car, and then they go in, and then they say, oh... I can't really be bothered going back to the car. And so a lot of people have the right intention, um, but it's about bringing your bags into the store. And we think that, you know, having a ban is going to provide people that incentive to go back to the car and grab those reusable bags. There's the... Okay, that's... There's the point. Yeah. Yeah, Because there is those times where, as I said, it's about thinking... You know, just having a little bit more thought, and you're right, having mm. that prompter that yeah, oh, the if I've forgotten, I might have to spend fifty cents or a dollar mm. on a on a thicker bag, um, will maybe be enough to remind people they've got the proper yeah, exactly. blue freezer bag in the in the boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I know I've definitely been um, like. I used to always shop at the market, like Queen Victoria Market, and since I've moved south and there's a Woolworths about 200 metres away from my apartment, <laughs> I've now like almost completely stopped market shopping, which is so bad because mm-hmm. I used to bring my baskets and I used to feel super good about it, but of course... Convenience, convenience rules. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, I certainly love the market, so do you ever get back there? Yes, I visit Perron Market quite frequently, but I have, yeah, it's not my regular shop mm. anymore. Mm. Unfortunately, I think I think one of those things is it is about convenience. So whatever whatever law, and this is probably what's so important for you, Dale, is that it is about making sure that it really tries to create behaviour change. Because ultimately, we haven't seen enough happening just under the current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is about doing that. Now, are there where whenever we talk about laws on on there's nothing sacred, we really like to go into a little delve into a little deeper about what are some of the challenges and maybe the opposition um, to the to those laws. Um, do you find that there is much opposi- opposition from say the companies themselves? Um, well, well, it, mm. it, it has been a really interesting process. Um, 
to start with, I started out, you know, it was myself uh, running a group called Plastic Bag Free Moreland, um, joined up with a couple of guys down on the surf coast, Plastic Bag Free Torquay, um, and we just thought we'd go straight to um, Coles and Woolies and just say, hey guys, um, this is causing an environmental problem, um, you should stop. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they sort of smiled, uh, nodded, and then sort of told us to uh, politely leave. Um, and it, it's been pretty much that way since with, with the bigger retailers. When you go into the, the smaller businesses, it's, it's, it's a completely different dynamic. Uh, you have going into the stores, you say, listen, you know, th- these are the problems. This is, this is the reason we have so many of these things. We're going to have more plastic in the ocean than fish by 2050. We need to do what? something about it. And a lot of the smaller retailers are quite happy because they say, oh, well, we can actually sell reusable bags make some money from that um, and then we don't have to provide customers with plastic bags for free which is which is the norm so a lot of the smaller businesses are actually on board with this Um, we just do get a lot of opposition from a a couple of retailers in particular and do you think there's any yeah i mean have i mean it's obviously not important you're just dealing with the the facts as you see them and going around them i suppose now but do, do you have any you know idea of why that might be well, obviously, I mean, I, I chatted to um, a fellow who worked in logistics for um, a company, I won't name them, um, who told me off the record that they had um, over two or three billion plastic bags sitting in storage um, that would last them to 2020. So, I mean, they've already made the financial, um, they've incurred the financial cost of, of these things. I don't know how easy it is for them to send them straight back to the manufacturer, but um, hopefully, if this bill gets up, they'll have to. Uh, they will have to send them back to the manufacturer. That's a scary oh. thought, though. That a lot of this, a lot of these bags are at least at the moment sitting in storage, probably all collapsed in on themselves, kept in one one place. What are the What are the kinds of things? I mean, you know, I think we've all, you know, potentially seen that image of like what happens to, you know, when they had the can um, plastics that that bring the cans together like in a loop and when they go out they can get stuck around the neck of of, oh, yeah. of things yeah. mm-hmm. but you know what what are i mean you've talked about microbeads what actually happens what are some of the worst things that can happen and what kind of species get affected um that you know of well well um i mean it impacts everything um really uh, i mean you have a plastic bag depending on where it ends up you know ends up in the parks ends up in our waterways and then eventually ends up out in our oceans what mm. we're seeing now is as things like um you know seabirds especially atlantic seabirds and and things like that are, are filled to the brim with with plastics um you have marine life which um are, you know you see all the whales that beached up um in germany a couple of weeks mm. ago they actually opened them up and they found you know, tons of plastic um, inside them. Well, fa- Finding Dory or oh, Finding Nemo 3 is looking a little bit depressing then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. And, and a thing as well that a lot of people don't realise is um, with the plastics, once they become microplastics, um, they actually enter the food chain quite quickly. And you have heavy metals that can actually accumulate on these microplastics. And what happens is they enter the fish and then they either get stuck in the fish or they pass through the fish, but all the heavy metals actually remain in the fish. So the bioaccumulation of heavy metals from plastic pollution is actually an issue as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, we end up eating uh, a lot of that. So Ends up in us. Yeah. Awful. 
Awful. Um, look, um, we are just going to choose some messages and a quick song. Um, but um, again, uh, we've already had um, a couple of messages in. So um, please message in an 0427 JOY 949, which is 0427 569 If you did want to contribute or ask a question, um, uh, we will be right back after these messages and a song. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. All day, every day. Joy 94.9 on air and online at joy.org.au. And you're on Is Nothing Sacred. And we're in the studio tonight with James, me, yeah, <laughs> me, Rory, and we also have our two guests, Eric and Dale. So Eric was just talking to us in the break about this amazing website because we've been talking a little bit about sustain, well, a lot about sustainability and particularly about plastic in our lives. So you were talking about this website that people could use and basically reduce their plastic intake. Yeah, so this is a blog um, by a person from America and they've been like, over the years, they've been trying to minimize their use of plastic bags and, as well as other plastic stuff um, um, that they... that a lot of us would use in our everyday life um so yeah they slowly compile a lot of like articles about um tell it, sort of like sharing with other people about how they have managed to avoid using these plastic things in these situations um and so yeah they provide a lot of like really really great tips like for, for example instead of like f- um buying dips we can make them yeah, <laughs> sounds like an obvious one. <laughs> yeah, and they are, and those homemade ones are generally much better taste as well. Mm. And what's the name of this blog again? It's called myplasticfreelive.com. I like the idea of that. Also, um, some of the things that um, we're chatting about in the break as well, that you sort of think, oh, what else do you do? (laughs) When I said bin larders, and then you just think, well, why Why do you you even need need them? Just put it in a bin or a bucket and then empty it. Is that, I don't know, Dale, if you concur? (laughs) Exactly. I I mean, we've been talking to a lot of people and they sort of say, oh, you know, what am I going to put my stuff in? And then we sort of turn around and go, well, do you need to put your stuff in a bin? Mm -hmm. And usually it comes back to that convenience. Again, people don't want to have to wash out their bin so they use bin liners um and so it comes down to you know weighing up your decision um obviously we're targeting plastic bags at the checkout because they can be littered quite easily uh whereas i haven't seen too many bin liners floating around the streets so that's not what we're targeting at the moment so so in other words like the law even you know wouldn't stop somebody if they really didn't like the idea of washing out their bin, it wouldn't stop that anyway. It's trying to stop the stuff that often will end up, you know, in a river or a stream and then end up in the ocean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're targeting litter. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that is the, the target with this one. Um, we're not trying to ban all plastic products, um, mm-hmm. although some people that I know would uh, enjoy that quite mm-hmm. a bit. I suppose that's why things like this blog, though, will probably would be more helpful for someone that is looking longer term to get plastic out of their life is, you know, you know, really kind of have some other inspiration of someone that's actually changing, maybe slightly changing their lifestyle, probably be a more healthy one in more ways than one um, to try and eliminate the need for them in the first place. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's taking those simple, small steps 
um, that you know to eventually, hopefully, everyone can live a, a plastic-free life. Mm. Now, on is nothing sacred. We always like to have um, an action or an outcome that people can do. So, um, you know, if there are people in Victoria or, um, of course, anywhere in Australia listening um, to the podcast or, or this show tonight, um, what um, you know, where can they go? What can they do? What's something that can make an impact if they want a politician or someone like that to actually? you know, realise that this is a really important issue to most Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, we have a website. It's www.plasticbagfreevictoria.org. Um, we have a Facebook page, Plastic Bag Free Victoria. Um, go on our website, have a look at the FAQs. Um, if you have any questions, send them to us because we want to answer every question. Um, we don't just want to have some things unanswered. We want to tick everything off. Um, we've got a petition um, that if you could print it off and and sign it get your friends to sign it send it back to us we're aiming for 10,000 signatures we're sitting on 6,000 signatures at the moment so uh, we still need a couple more signatures and also one thing that's really important is to get in in contact with your local councillors and your local MPs especially in Victoria because we have sent an email to every single councillor and every single state member in Victoria so they're aware of our campaign um, and we have sent them you know what we want to see so uh, the more people that get in contact um, the more of an impact that we'll have and i know that uh that that is a particularly strong one because um people might be surprised at how few uh, people or issues get you know get a direct mail or or um, an email to their mps so that's one that is particularly powerful um so um adele is there um you know for this particular bill as well in victoria um so the petition is the main thing for there are there um you know is it is it going to is it in in the lower house or the upper house yeah or? so 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 what we're doing is so uh plastic bag for victoria we're non-partisan um we're just really happy that the greens mm-hmm. have put forward this bill at the moment mm-hmm. but we're trying to chat with um, the other two major parties ah, to so try and get something through. Um, our petition is going to the upper house and the bill is also going to the upper house. Um, and so what we're looking for is a majority support for the bill in the upper house to then go down into the lower house um, to enact it into law. Okay, absolutely. Um, and I know that um, I think one of the things we've certainly learned from today, I know Eric was mentioning this, is that, that idea that even those... Um, so-called biodegradable bags that I think are things like uh, at certain um, supermarket chains, I won't mention the names, um, which I think are white with the green on them, they're actually not great because generally they won't biodegrade unless they're under particular circumstances, which most of them won't go through. And they actually then break down into those micro um, beads of plastic even quicker. So, um, you know, this is why probably this legislation is needed, you know, more than ever, so that we do remember that when we go there, we're either going to have to buy one of those uh, ones that are going to last a lot longer, um, or if you're a bit more, if you're hopefully more organised, you can bring your own and um, then you would avoid all that problem to begin with. Does that mean that those um, biodegradable cups and stuff are also non, not really biodegradable? Well, I, yeah, I would question anything that says biodegradable. Um, most uh, are set to an Australian standard. It's just that the Australian standard for biodegradable things um, is only certain conditions. So, um, Read the fine print. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And reusable cups. Oh, absolutely. Look, um, Dal, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. And um, I certainly hope all our guests, um, you know, follow up with a, an email or a letter um, to um, their um, local MP. And that website, one more time. 
Yeah, so it's it's www.plasticbagfreevictoria.org. Um, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Fantastic. Thanks a lot uh, for that. We are going to um, some final messages tonight um, and uh, we will be back. Rory, who is on next? Uh, Nat Emile. So she's a volunteer for Good On You, which is all about ranking brands based on their ethics and sustainability practices. Sounds extremely important mm-hmm. as well. Well, hang on there and we'll be back after these messages and a song. Cheers. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member of joy.org.au. Hi there, you're listening to Is Nothing Sacred on Joy 94.9 and um, we've had a show tonight and we're still obviously going, which has been all um, about um, how we can help our environment. So we've started off with a really important discussion about how we can reduce plastic in our lives, particularly those, uh, you know, the heaps of plastic bags we have from supermarkets and things like that and also microbeads, the things you might find in those body scrubs. So flip over the back of those, um, those body scrubs and make sure that there aren't microbeads in there because there are other things they can use. They can mm. use husks of and you know coffee and um, I know I have a nice coffee scrub that doesn't have any in there and it smells great too. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for alternates there, Rory. Um, and you know, just make sure that you just take a take a take a moment longer to think about other ways you could avoid um, mm. using them um, when you when they're really not that necessary. We always no. think, Rory, that. Every you know, even something like a bin line is so necessary. But ultimately, if you just if you just have a slightly smaller one, you can carry it out and empty it into the bin. Well, that's totally it. And you can use a poop scoop instead of a plastic bag to pick this, up your dog poop. As my dad, as all the paper like my dad does. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, so, Rory, um, I'd love yeah. to introduce our next guest. So, our third guest is named Nat, and she's a student at the University of Melbourne, and she's extremely passionate about ethical consumerism and labour rights. So she volunteers at uh, an amazing social enterprise, which is also in the form of an app called Good On You, and she volunteers as a verifier or fact checker. So this app, I think, um, like ranks the ethics of fashion brands. Well, we like fact checker, so welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So um, tell us a little bit about, I guess, you know, how, how this all came about, you know, what, what sort of got you interested to begin with? Well, I suppose I've always been quite passionate about all of this, but it was back in 2013, and um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, but there was a building collapse in Bangladesh. Um, It's sort of known as the Rana Plaza factory collapse, where Mm. a garment factory collapsed and over 1,000 workers died. (gasps) So since then, I've been really passionate about advocating for the people who make our clothes and make the stuff that we buy every day. And then over the most recent summer, honestly, I was just sort of a bit meaningless in my life. I was looking for some volunteering work and I stumbled across Good On You and I thought that the work they're doing is really great. So, yeah, I've been working with them ever since and I'm really glad that I did because they're doing really meaningful work and they're making ethics a really accessible thing. So, yeah. My goodness, a thousand people. I I must say I hadn't actually heard about that. It just shows how, um, you know, sometimes Mm. we do miss even, you know, the, the, the most huge and tragic things. Um, look, I suppose that shows as well that when you have a little bit, uh, when you do actually have some time to really think about these things, some really good things can come out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess, like, so what did the importance of Good On You, like, what do you find that Good On You kind of brings to this kind of area? Well, I think a huge challenge for a lot of shoppers is that it can be really confusing to know what's ethical and what's unethical. And I know that speaking as someone who does care about this stuff, 
going to the shops, there's a lot of conflicting messages. So you might hear from one source, oh, this brand's doing really good things, and then you hear from another source, oh, they're doing terrible things. But Good On You is basically just a free app that puts all that information into one place so that you can look at all the information and make a decision for yourself. So it makes it really easy, which I think is so important because I know from my experience, when it gets too hard to work out what's ethical, sometimes you end up just tuning out altogether and just buying stuff you want rather than actually listening mm. to that moral compass. Exactly. And so how are the brands kind of ranked? Well, basically, they're broken down into three categories in terms of people, the planet, and animals. Um, so it's sort of quite a process to do those ratings. Um, so there's basically three stages to rank those. There's a lot of people who sort of search for that information, and they're called the ethical detectives. So they sort of cool find name. all the base information. Yeah, it's an awesome name. Um, and then there's the people called the verifiers, which is what I do. And they check over the information that the detectives do and make sure it's accurate and then give a score out of 20 to each of the brands um, in terms of people, the planet and animals and then write that up as a summary. And then a third person checks that and then finally that goes on the app. So it's really about sort of making that information quite clear and simple and also very reliable. Yeah, so I was going to ask, how readily available is this information? Is it hard to find? Yeah, well, it sort of depends on the brand. There's some brands where you'll look and look for, you know, a couple of hours and after a while you have to give up and give them a score of no information. But then there's other brands that are doing amazing things and they have different ethical accreditations, so they might be fair trade or they might have organic cotton. So, yes, yeah, some are really, really easy, but a lot of the bigger-name brands are a lot more complicated to find the information, unfortunately. Mm. We we had Dale on early who was, um, I suppose, gave us a bit of a myth buster on this idea of um, biodegradable bags. Are there any kind of, you know, things that people might be surprised about that are, that are you know, something that they would use in every day that, you know, that you could just sort of tell them that they might be shocked to know is not helpful and maybe an alternate? Well, I think um, there's a lot of really crazy things actually going on with clothes. Like, I can't tell you the brands, but you might look at things that, are different um, fabrics like viscose and things like that, which are really harmful to the environment. And even cotton can be really harmful to the environment to make. But I know, for example, there's one brand, they actually make their clothes out of pineapple fibres, which is crazy. Wow. So there's, there's a lot of alternatives. I can't remember what the brand's called, but, yeah, there's so many new alternatives, or even just organic cotton. So there's a lot of ways that you can look at those fabrics and think, oh, yeah, there are environmentally friendly alternatives. And what I find quite interesting as well is that people are very interested in organic food, which is so important, but people don't think about the fact that um, your skin is actually really able to absorb all the chemicals. So it actually can be Mm. quite dangerous, and I think there's not enough research on what is in our clothes. So I think it's actually potentially good for our health as well to be looking at things like organic cotton, and I think probably there will be evidence that will arise in the future, some of those implications. Well, also, when someone sort of says, oh, that smells new, I mean, you've got to start to think, you know, well, if it smells a little... Yeah, well, if it smells a little (laughs) bit fake, I mean, maybe that's actually... That aroma is actually probably not very good for me to be inhaling all the time. Yes, so true. (laughs) Goodness me. So, um, are there... um, so with the the app, I mean, do you find that um, obviously it's it's convenient for a lot of people because you know it's very accessible at those types of things? Like, um, have you have you had any feedback from people actually using it where they've just said, oh, you know, they've had a 
good, I suppose, like a good news story about it being really helpful for them when they're making a decision? Yeah, well, I think a lot of the people who use it, I've sort of seen people download it for the first time and start using it. And generally there's two reactions that I see because people, as soon as they download the app, they'll immediately search for their favourite brand. So mm. you'll either hear a lot of joy from them when they hear that their brand is doing good things or you'll hear a huge amount of disappointment, um, which I think says a lot because people have a lot of loyalty to the brands that they love. But yeah. also people do, I, I honestly believe that people do want their brands to be doing right by people and right by the planet and right by animals. So I think that it's really empowering as much as it is depressing when people find out that the brands they love are doing bad things because it's a chance for them to say to those brands, hey, I love your clothes, can you do better? Exactly. And so have you found much of a change with people's perceptions on their brands? Like, Have you seen people actually look at what's on the app and change how they shop? I think it sort of depends on both the person and the moment because I know personally, like, I'm so passionate about this, but I have had times when I've bought you know, a pair of jeans and I've looked back and gone, oh, that actually could have been made by child labour. And then the next time I buy jeans, I buy jeans, say, from Nobody Denim or something whose ethical clothing is Australia accredited. Um, so I think it's kind of... Um, the app, I think it's less of a sort of, you know, secondary revolutionary change, but it's more of a slow over time change where you mm. kind of gradually become better at making those choices and you can still make mistakes but those mistakes start to become fewer and fewer and that's amazing so thank you so much for talking to us and for everyone listening go on and download the good on you app because that might actually change your perception on your favorite brand thank you so much for having me (laughs) cheers well we've had a really fantastic show tonight and i think that um rory you know i've learned a lot about (laughs) a whole range of things and i'm definitely i think um i've got to download that app for myself right now (laughs) and we're going to email an mp uh, with regards to the legislation that's coming up and i'm going to stop using bin liners exactly (laughs) (laughs) so it's been a really helpful show um thanks all for listening and i also want to give a shout out to kate from kensington um who um, has also got another Joy membership tonight. So we've had a few on the show tonight. So thanks for keeping us on air, guys. Um, You have been listening to Is Nothing Sacred um, on Joy 94.9. Thank you, Rory. Thank you, James. And thanks to all our guests on tonight. Um, uh, We are going out with a few messages. And then um, the next show is coming on uh, Bite Me Down Under. (laughs) Uh, Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.